and welcome to the Wednesday Weekly Waffle. My name's Joe Smart. Hope you're doing well. So this week, I am pondering around boredom, creativity, and a bit of neuroscience. But before I get started, I want to take you a little read of extract about the thing that got me interested and in pondering on this this week. And this is about someone called Robert Louis Stevenson, who, if you may not know, was the writer of a very famous novel called Treasure Island. So anyway, how did he come up with Treasure Island? And it turns out he was on summer, was on summer holiday in 1881 in August and September up in Scotland. And the late summer weather was atrocious and Stevenson and his family were huddled around a fire trying to make the best of their holiday. I envisage with Nell and I have come on holiday by mistake, <laughs> but I can imagine them huddled around the fire. And while they're there, they didn't have any phones or iPads or anything else back in 1881. But what they did have was a small painting set of watercolours. And so Louis Stevenson's son was painting pictures. And one one afternoon, Stevenson joined him and they drew a map of an island together. And they were soon adding names to various hills and inlets. And he later wrote, I shall never forget the thrill of Skeleton Island, Spyglass Hill, nor the heart-stirring climax of the three red crosses. And the greater climax still when we wrote down the words Treasure Island in the right top hand of the corner. And what that got to me is that while Stevenson wrote the first 15 chapters almost in a row during that time, um, he then took another couple of years to actually finish the whole book. And it got me into this sort of headspace and this thinking around the, the link between boredom and creativity. Now, as we know, we often think that boredom is something to be avoided. It's, you know, you don't want to be bored at work. You don't want to be bored at school. You don't want to be bored anywhere. It's all about being engaged, mind working, being productive, getting things done. But I did a bit of more research about that. And I'm becoming more and more interested in neuroscience at the moment, which is something that I'm really kind of um, fascinated by. And there's a brilliant uh, podcast called The Hubberman Lab, which if you've not come across that fantastic podcast, you may have seen him popping up on some of your uh, YouTube or TikTok or Facebook feeds. But I'd highly recommend you, you check him out um, just to go slightly off topic. One of the things that's completely changed my life is his absolute com- uh, thing that he talks about all the time which is you need to get into morning daylight um, as soon as you can when you wake up because it activates the senses in your brain. And I was a bit skeptical about this. I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. But I've tried it. And apparently if you get into the sunlight during the beginning of the day, the, the brain sort of turn, switches on. So you get a shot of cortisol, which is the stress hormone, which kind of kickstarts your day. And every morning I try and do a bit of exercise, a bit of meditation, and some days it can feel like I'm dragging myself <laughs> across hot coals to make that happen. But ever since then, every morning, when I've been going out into the garden or just outside in the back door, just for five minutes, letting the sun, no matter what the weather, onto my eyes, it feels like my brain's supercharged. It just like clicks on. So I'd highly recommend, slightly off topic, you check out the Hubberman Lab. And uh, also, if you take one thing from this podcast, just try standing outside for five minutes first thing in the morning and just see if it makes a difference to your morning routine. But anyway, back to the topic in hand, which is boredom and creativity. And so I was thinking about Louis Stevenson and about how he was bored. I wonder, wonder if that's something that kind of there's a there's a commonality there because I've often sometimes felt the most creative when I have felt a little bit bored, and I wondered what that means. And so le- learning a bit more about the neuroscience, there are in our nervous system there's a couple of things. So there's the reflexive nervous system, which is where we do things almost an autopilot, and the brain is constantly trying to put as many things on the reflective. Um, bottom up kind of process as possible so when we eat when we talk when we laugh when we walk things that we just do automatically that we just kind of don't have to concentrate on and then there's the deliberate 
and your um, nervous system input, which is far, far more top down, where you have to make a bit more of an effort and it feels like you're doing something. So the example that was given is if you're just walking along the road, you're not really thinking about walking, You can be in, your mind can be somewhere completely different. But if a car screeches to a halt beside you, suddenly you're in the deliberate, your head scanning, you're taking in the information, becoming very aware of where you are and what's going on, you know, that kind of fact-checking, sense-checking. And so this kind of reflective and deliberate two ways of thinking about things it's very much one if that's where my thought process was. Is that what happens when you get bored? You know, you've got so many things on your reflexive, um, your reflexive nervous system that actually you've got so much deliberate headspace that you could use that you're not really using because everything's just happening by reflexive. This is where you get bored, and that's where the creativity happens. So I've got. So I went and did a bit of research and a bit of deep, deep dive into it. And one of the things that is the uh, definition of boredom is an absence of meaningful goals or purpose. So it's an absence of meaningful goals or purpose. So it's like that kind of, we've all felt bored. I'm sure it's a, it's a human condition, human commonality. Where you've just been sitting there going, I'm bored. Don't know what to do. Looking out the window or at work, like, oh, what, what's going on? Or in the class or something. So we all have that common feeling of what it means to be bored, where it feels like you have extra capacity that you're not really using. And so when I deep dived into this one, looked at some of the creative types, uh, one of the people I came across was a lady called Anna Anna Enright, who is a Booker Prize winner. And she said, a quote from her is, boredom is a productive state, so long as you don't let it go sour on you, which I love. So boredom is a productive state. And then I did a bit more research, and I came across Neil Garman, who's a very well-published author. And he says, you have to let yourself get so bored that your mind has nothing to do than to tell itself a story so tell itself a story so they're kind of daydreaming wondering what's going on um just that kind of fascination and i when i've read a bit more around um jk rowling who's the author of harry potter to manchester to view some flats um from she'd been living in london she was moving up to manchester and as she was sitting on the train looking out the window she had this idea of a small boy sitting on a train with glasses on and at the time, she said she felt too embarrassed to ask anyone for a pen and she didn't have a phone or anything. So she spent the next four hours on the way back to London, just looking out the window, just letting this idea formulate and just wondering where it went and just coming up with some names of characters. And then when she actually got back to, to her desk, she actually put some of these ideas down. But if you just paint a different picture, that she had this idea and immediately went on her phone and started to research boys and stories on trains or top 10 wizarding stories based in Manchester, you can see how very quickly they'd have gone from that um, just pondering, musing, seeing where the idea takes you to very much of a almost research level, which is a very different state of mind. So then I went a bit deeper and I wondered what some of the psychological texts and maybe some of the research showed on there. Some research done in 2013 by Dr. Sadie Mann. And her title of her psychological report was Being Bored at Work Can Make Us More Creative. And what she did to, to test this is that she got people to do some very boring tasks. So in one, it was just copying phone numbers out of a telephone book into another book. Sometimes it was repeating those numbers out loud. And she got the people to do that for about 15, 20, 25 minutes. And then she had another test group where she gave someone a bit more interesting task to do, so something that was a bit more creative. And after those 25, 25 minutes, she then asked them to come up. She gave them a plastic cup and asked them to come up with creative things they could use the plastic cup for. And then counted the number of ideas that they had. And the people who were being given the really boring task came up with significantly more good ideas, creative ideas for the plastic cup. It was almost like their brain had been resting and was like itching to go, <laughs> just itching to, to make something work. And so she repeated this a few times and it worked. And then this led me to another study which showed by someone called Eric Schumer, 
And he called his research topic was daydreaming is good. It means you're smart. And he did this in October the 22nd, uh, 2017. And what he found is that if people are feel like they're, um, if their brains are efficient and working well, so maybe more is loaded onto the reflective rather than deliberate neuro, um, reflective rather than deliberate nervous systems, then it means that we have this space and time in our brains to do things. And one of the things, one of the clues that he kind of talked about was if you could tell your brain is in that efficient state, is that if you're in the meeting or doing something and you're in that zone where you can drift in and out of conversations or tasks, but you can always come back at the at the right time, so at the appropriate time, then you know without really missing a beat, then you know that your brain is working in that kind of efficient space. So bringing that back to the nervous system again, so we have our reflective, which is very much around our core nervous system, which kind of does as many things autonomously as possible. And then we have our deliberate nervous system. And this is sometimes I get quite fascinated with time and, you know, how some, you know, you go on a summer holiday, you know, you're there for a week, but it feels like you're there for a year. You can be at work for a month and it feels like a day. <laughs> it's just time is a, is a weird concept. And this isn't. Uh, this is just something I'm kind of pondering on. But I'm wondering whether the more that's put on your reflective, the more that your things are happening and you're not really aware of them. Where you know maybe being at work, you go through the motions, things are just happening. Compared to the deliberate, where everything's brand new, it's all top down. You're taking these new experiences, like what happens on holiday, and time seems slower. And this is where lots of people talk about things like mindfulness and things that allow us to bring ourselves back into our bodies. Sometimes mean that we take you know. Be, we live more in the moment rather than just spending all our time in this reflexive state, uh, which means that things are happening, but maybe we're not as aware of them as they are. So my kind of takeaways from this is it's really just a waffle. <laughs> you can see I'm waffling all over the place between neuroscience, authors, and uh, all kinds of different things. But my, um, my, my, what my conclusion to that is whether that in order to be creative, we need to be bored. And if we need to be bored, how do we create the conditions in this modern age where we are so easily distracted by things. You know, if you're feeling bored on the train, you can pick up your phone and you've got a thousand apps, podcasts, um, games, or, you know, you can learn languages, anything you want in the palm of your hand. But where does that create this sort of just daydreaming space? Where's the Louis Stevenson sitting in a, a small cottage in Scotland for five weeks in the summer, nothing else to do but a painting kit? You know, it's, it sounds, where's that, where's that space that you're creating? And some of the people that I've kind of talked about today, they talked about how they would do things like go for a walk because you're doing one thing deliberately, which is walking, but it means that you have then the space to think about something else. Other people talk about doing really mundane things like ironing or cleaning or washing the dishes, something where you're doing something, but your, your head is kind of, you can just float off and just think about other things. And so to bring this to a, to a conclusion, it's about asking yourself the questions. When do you, when are you bored at work or at home? And when could this be a good thing? So when could you create the space? And it feels weird kind of saying this because I don't think anyone in human history has ever had this problem. But when could you create the space to be bored and see it as a good thing and see it as a space for your brain to rest, for your brain to wander? for a brain to take you where places where you might not think you're going to go before and just let that imagination run riot. So where could you create the space for you to be bored and deliberately bored? And when you get that, when I mean deliberately is when you get that itch, that kind of like, oh, I'm bored now, what should I do? Oh, TV, phone, games, books, podcasts, and thinking, no, 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 I'm deliberately going to hold myself here and just be bored and just see what happens.
And so that's really the waffle this week. So have a little ponder um, around uh, when you bored, when, when you might be bored and when what might things might come out of that. And I think uh, check out some of the other things I've kind of talked about as well. It's definitely the Huberman Lab. That's a really great podcast. And obviously I recommend you check that one out as well. But otherwise, I hope you have a lovely week and I look forward to speaking to you next week at the Wednesday Weekly Waffle. Take care. Bye.